Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and retires from murder for every movie show and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you can follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore rewind and give us that rating on your favorite podcast app or your like second favorite if your first one uh, is on the fritz or something or there's a crappy update and you gotta wait for them to update it again to fix. Anyway, um, with that, today's episode is about Punisher Season 1, Episode 1, 3 a.m. Original drop originally dropping on Netflix on November 17th, 2017. So before we begin, Al, let's talk about our relationship with our favorite murdering person, uh, Punisher. Uh, how? What's your connection, or any, with Punisher? Yeah, um, uh, you know, second cousins, that, that kind of thing. Uh, mm. <laughs> no, um, no, uh, you know, he was one of those characters, like, when I was a teenage boy, I was like, oh, yeah, Punisher, he's really cool, and guns, and he, do- he just doesn't care. So, you know, it was one of those things. The same reason that I really liked Batman uh moon knight too for the most part mm-hmm. so uh and that's pretty much it and it just kind of he's a character that i kind of just grew out of from that perspective right like care less about his style of doing things that kind of stuff um i did read his his comics for a while uh and i gotta say one of the things about his comics was he was always uh it was always more interesting when the people around him were interesting the the uh, any supporting characters, the villains, that kind of stuff. He, as a character, kind of boring. Uh, and I gotta say, probably boring in this season because I don't remember too much about him. I remember the other stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much what I had for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for me, um, I've never been a fan of Punisher, uh, including in this. Uh, <laughs> I... I thought he was interesting when he showed up in other people's comics. Um, I remember him showing up in the 90s Spider-Man, which looking back is like really weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, uh, the Thomas Jane uh, Punisher, where he's in Florida fighting John Travolta for reasons. Mm-hmm. But those that's that's pretty much what I remember of Punisher. Um, yeah, it's like this is this and obviously Daredevil, which we already covered, was my like real introduction to who is Punisher and he's he's a character with a lot of pathos but this show if it wasn't in the MCU definitely not the type of show I would ever watch oh agreed Mm. yeah but uh with that uh positivity uh let's go (laughs) do our rundown of the episode all right So, uh, remember how in season two of Daredevil, uh, that ended with Frank Castle finding out who killed his family and why? Well, this show starts off by showing us that he hunted down and killed anyone and everyone involved with that, including the Dogs of Hell biker gang that Daredevil tried so hard to save. Then he retires with a symbolic gesture of burning his vest with a skull logo on it. Frank spends his days working at a construction company doing, uh, demolition, I guess, and then spends his nights reading Moby Dick and not able to sleep by thinking about his family. Frank goes to see his old buddy Curtis, who's running a support group for former soldiers, uh, kind of like what Sam Wilson did, but in a much darker and grittier setting. At some point, we meet uh, FBI agent Madani, a hotshot, bringing in the story element to the show while dealing with a boss who's sexist, racist, and everything else, it seems. Plus, she has a partner I don't remember, so following the rules of TV, he probably dies this season. Anyway, Madani wants to investigate Frank Castle because his story is related to what she's investigating. 
drugs. Uh, there's also a side story to this episode uh, with some people at the construction company stealing money from places. They hit a poker game run by a mob family, screw up, and decide to kill the new guy, uh, the only semi-nice person there. Uh, Frank Castle just so happens to be at the construction site when they try to kill the nice guy, and he stops them the only way he knows how, with aggressive negotiations. I did not see a lightsaber. Um, I mean, that's not the only way you can aggressively negotiate, but um, it really, really helps your case if you have a lightsaber. Yeah, I mean, Anakin says aggressive negotiations is negotiation with the lightsaber. But... Yeah, but that's also the only weapon he uses. Um, he... Yeah, you're right. He threw yeah. stuff as Vader. He <laughs> just threw random crap as Luke in Empire. <laughs> That's true. I mean, anytime he's in a ship, he uses the yeah. guns on the ship. That's true. Which is no, a lot. No, every Sith and Jedi ship just shoots lightsabers. Those aren't <laughs> blaster bolts. They're lightsabers. <laughs> it's just loaded with kyber crystals. That's where they all go, really. Yep. <laughs> anyway, moving on to our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Your work is too slow. I'm sorry, we all don't have super speed. Oh, this isn't about super speed. This is about your turtle speed. You didn't see that coming? Um, Al, what do you got? Uh, so I do actually have one. Um, so this show season of the show also um gets into the philosophical debate about gun ownership uh specifically in the u.s so it's it is a very heavy part of the season one storyline uh and so because of that or related to that uh this show was originally supposed to premiere earlier in 2017 but it just kept getting delayed a couple of times because of mass shooting events in the u.s yeah so frankly i'm surprised the show ever came out um because of the sad fact of mass shootings in america (laughs) Yep, that's yeah. true. Um, yeah, but this also means that in an alternate timeline, um, our recording schedule would have been different. Um, I guess we would have ended up doing this before uh, Thor Ragnarok, which means we would have done The Punisher followed by Inhumans and then Thor Ragnarok. Wow. that's a. am glad we didn't go with that what if when we did our April Fool's Day episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just yep. covering Punisher randomly <laughs> instead of an yep. episode of Inhumans. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I've got a few uh, fast facts. Uh, the title uh, has two meanings in this episode. First of all, he has his recurring nightmare, or well, it seemed to be a friend, a nice dream about his wife until in his nightmare she gets killed, and he wakes up at three a.m. and that's when he goes to work to see to save Donnie. And also, um, uh. He's reading the uh, book uh, Crack Up in this by F. Scott Fitzgerald after he returns uh, Moby Dick to Curtis. And um, the term Dark Knight of the Soul, have you heard that term before? Uh, I mean, I know I've heard it, but yeah. um, th- that's it. Yeah, it's actually a quote from this book where it says, in a real Dark Knight of the Soul, it is always three o'clock in the morning, day after day. So it's like he's going through Dark Night of the Soul where it's like 3 o'clock in the morning. It's always the darkest part of the night. Hmm. And he's and he's asleep. Or not asleep, I guess. Wants to be asleep. Yeah. Um, this, uh, at least this episode, because after I watched the second episode, this didn't really turn out, is uh, loosely based on the arc called Welcome Back, Frank, which ran from April 2000 to March 2001. 
about Frank going into retirement and changing his name, but in that to John Smith, because he's not very creative in the comics. <laughs> and becoming friends with some random people, then being dragged back by the Nucci family, who are the same family who got hit in this by the idiot construction workers. Um, but it ends in a much better way. Uh, apparently, it ends, spoiler alert for the Welcome Back Frank story arc, ends with Ma Nucci, who is the uh, head of the Nucci crime family, being fed to polar bears in the Central Park Zoo but surviving with no arms and no legs, and then calling a hitman to kill Frank. <laughs> okay. Yeah. little surprised you can survive something like that, but I guess in the comics that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you don't, I mean, it's nice to have arms and legs, but you don't need those. <laughs> I guess that's true. Mainly, my, my, my thought is, I assume you bleed out when, when you start yeah. losing those limbs. That's, that's that true. was my assumption. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's true. As as I was saying, it's like, yeah, the shock would probably kill you too, losing all four limbs in one go. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, in this episode, we get introduced to Curtis Hoyle, uh, the friend you mentioned that ran the uh, support group for veterans. Mm-hmm. He was in uh, Punisher Number One back in July nineteen eighty seven. Uh, he fought with Frank in the Vietnam War and recognized him. Uh, as the Punisher, so Frank threw him out of a helicopter when he died in Punisher number two in August of 1987. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which I'm going to say he's probably Frank's longest lasting friend. <laughs> that is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also see the Watchdogs, who were in, as you mentioned, Daredevil. They were also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or, you and... mean the, the Dogs of Hell, not the Watchdogs? Yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> they were both Dogs of Hell and Watch Dogs are both in Agent Shield, but Dogs of Hell were in Daredevil too. Uh, yeah, the Dogs of Hell were controlled by uh, Hel- Lorelai in the last episode before Winter Soldier happens. Mm-hmm. Way back in season one. Okay. Yep, and finally, his last name Castiglione. His um, his. I said AKA last name. I don't know what you call that. His alias? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I guess his his new fake name. Yeah. Uh in the comics, his uh, Frank's original last name is Castiglione. But he changed it to Castle after his family was killed. Oh, so that's interesting. Yeah, it's just vice versa, I think probably to streamline it a little bit. Mhm. All right. I mean, it's less writing that the artists also have to do every time they have his name right I mean, they, they have to write everything else so you know it just well there's some... actually letterers is a different job they don't get a lot of credit usually oh really yeah oh. people who actually write the letters in there uh now it's probably typed because if you look at it it's usually the same font <laughs> yeah that's true yeah hmm. comic i mean sans. it does also look yeah it does definitely looks typed yeah you're right yeah <laughs> all right you ready to move on to our hero yes anti-hero yeah. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. Like a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... I mean,. He's more of a hero than any of the Inhumans, so I'm going with it. 
<laughs> okay, that's true. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. All right. Um, yeah. So I guess I guess Frank, um, you and I did not talk ahead of time if we were going to hmm. consider anyone else to be a, a hero, but, but we could talk about I, that afterwards. I just have Frank. I'll just let you know now. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Then my one other character, I will move to guy in the chair. Okay. But anyway, let's talk about Frank. Um, he goes, well, not he goes on, he continues his murder spree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, he, he has a whole storyline in this episode alone, right? Like the, the first couple of minutes is just showing him finishing what he started in Daredevil. Mm -hmm. Um, except now, uh, he's not in New York. So, um, you know, Daredevil isn't around to to stop him. Also, he might be dead. Uh, we don't know when this takes place in relation to the Defenders, but my assumption is it's after the Defenders. Well, I mean, okay, so I think all these murders happens right after Daredevil season two, and then it's when he's a I call him a destruction worker because he's not constructing anything. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. When he's a destruction worker, it says six months later. So I assume De- Defenders happened within those six months. Okay, yeah, and that does make sense, because right after season two, Daredevil, he stops being Daredevil, so, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Um, by the way, everyone, spoiler alert for uh, season uh, two of Daredevil and uh, the hey, Defenders, uh, we've already covered rules, this. Yeah, if we've covered them, we can, we can um, spoil them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just just want to throw that reminder. Uh, we oh, yeah. might be talking about them more, <laughs> even though we've just That's done true. all the big stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um... Yeah, so were all these people were involved in the murder of his family? In one way or another is what it sounds like. Um, I mean, I I don't know what his limit is, right? Uh, He's probably not going after, like, the family of these people like the mob would do or something like that. But I'm I'm sure he's going after, like, oh, you um, carried money from one place to another uh and you didn't know anything what it was about but you mm. still did it so you're got maybe it was something to that effect uh but yeah i guess i guess so they were yeah, in some fair. way mm-hmm. this just seems like an eclectic mix uh two watchdogs who i assume i mean they're terrible people but i don't know what crimes they did just basic racism stuff and the drug lord and then this like high class smuggler guy it's a pretty eclectic mix mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's all they showed us. Uh, I think they kind of implied that there was a lot more. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he uh. He, he six months later he's working as a breaking down walls. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. This reminds me. Is of... that is that like? Go ahead. Sorry. No. Go ahead. I'll, I'll ask my question after. Are you asking if it's a metaphor? No, I was asking if that's an actual job. Like, what oh. was the purpose of him doing that? <laughs> I. Guess if they're remodeling, yes. If they're re if they're building a building, he's just hindering everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's what I was thinking. Like, I don't know if they make like temporary walls, and he's just taking those down. It's it, it feels weird why you would be doing that. I, I we we have no idea what they were yeah. actually doing, right? But that's true. I, yeah. Uh, anyone out there, if you're a construction worker or if you know anything about this, please let us know because mm-hmm. I'm not going to look it up, but it is going to bother me the next time I remember it. Yep. Uh, which the next time he remembers it will be the when you send us a message on or a tweet about it mm-hmm. because he won't think about it again. Um, 
I <laughs> I was thinking of uh now I did not watch Heroes to the end, though I was told about how hero en- heroes end. So spoiler alert for the ends of Heroes. <sighs> Fine. All right. Mm-hmm. Apparently, according to secondhand knowledge, that they make Siler, like Zachary Quinto's character, a good guy because someone goes into his mind and they in the mine, literally break down the walls of his hatred and evilness. <laughs> and show it as breaking down a wall. So I was wondering if this was a metaphor. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I thought the, the him reading Moby Dick was the metaphor. Uh, that he's chasing his white whale, and then mm-hmm. even after catching it, he's not satisfied. You know, like when he killed all those people for his family, and even now he's still yeah. not really satisfied. Um, I don't know what that metaphor might be. Um, he's angry. No matter, how, no matter how many walls he breaks down, he's still angry. <laughs> yep. Doesn't help. Yeah, his mind is just full of walls. That's it. Just walls. <laughs> Maybe it's not a wall. Maybe it's like it's like a mountain. <laughs> a giant Built out cement. of walls. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a wall. It's like um. It's a mine from Lord of the Rings. It's a mountain, but it's also a bunch of walls in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, and all those walls filled with rebar too, so they're like even really hard to break down. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, so they think he's mentally disabled. I actually really don't like the word they call him. So mm-hmm. they call him mentally disabled uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> because he doesn't want to deal with these people, and I wouldn't want to deal with these people. These guys are just jerks. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. That's um, it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. Just, yeah, they're jerks. Uh, so much. Uh, I like, it's like a ticking time bomb, though it never really goes off until he has a, he has really good self-control because they even kill his sandwich and he doesn't kill them before it. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I started thinking about Harley Quinn would have killed them over a sandwich because uh, she loved that sandwich in Birds of Prey. So... <laughs> That's true. I mean, yeah. th- this is one of those things where they are giving us, the audience, a little bit of insight into him, right? Like, yes, he goes around and kills people, but he doesn't just kill anyone. He kills killers or people in that general scummy realm, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that. that's kind of what they're trying to say. So, yes, they suck. They took away his food, but he's not going to, like, kill six people just because of it. <laughs> Yeah, although, I mean, he doesn't have a family anymore, so what does he consider his family? Is that sandwich, like, a brother to him? I I, I think that would mean he he eats his family? Ages? I don't, we I don't, think don't that's know something. what happened to his parents <laughs> in this world. I'm assuming they died, because that's, like, par for the course for, for superheroes. But, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy to explain it, too, right? Like, he has no one left. Like, his immediate mm-hmm. family. And then, you know, his his parents. Maybe siblings. I, I have no idea what happened to the comics if he actually has any siblings. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. That always bugged me. And, like, growing up reading Harry Potter, it's like, they have more extended family. There are more Potters in the world. Why? <laughs> I know there's a reason they send them to the Dursleys. But still, it's like the worst case scenario. <laughs> Yeah, you can at least like introduce him to them a little bit later in life. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, there's got to be some mm-hmm. other castles out there. 
Um, yeah, so, uh, he gets a friend. He has, like, three friends in the whole world. We see two of them here, <laughs> and one of them, uh, doesn't have a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he makes it out alive at the end, but, uh, yeah, yeah you know, he makes, he makes a friend. I did not write down that guy's name, the oh. other construction worker guy. Oh, he he's in my guy in the chair. His name's Donnie. Oh, okay, Donnie, yeah. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, I mean that guy was that guy was just trying to be nice. He's the new guy at the company. He knows those other people suck, but I guess he's just trying to Does he join don't... them. So <laughs> really I trying to be so. their friends. <laughs> I don't know. They were cool. I think he liked their car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it, exactly. I I don't know. I mean, maybe he just wants to be liked by everyone, including Pete Castiglione. Yep. Nice guy. Are there only like five people who work on this construction site? <laughs> it's like these these a-holes, Pete mm-hmm. and Donnie. <laughs> I, I, I'm guessing Donnie works closely with those other people. And so maybe he's trying to like be friends with the people he spends eight hours a day with. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, yeah, we, we see a ton of other people in the background doing stuff. Yeah, I'm just thinking. I just I of all the characters in this show, I feel for Donnie the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Donnie makes well. Uh, I don't know if we have anything to talk about with uh, when he goes to visit Curtis. No, not really. I mean, again, we get some backstory to him. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like for the first episode, we already know a lot about Frank because we had like six episodes with him in Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As a character, we we already know what makes him tick and all this stuff, and like that's kind of why I was uh, throwing that little joke in there with the the intro. Like mm-hmm. uh, Agent Madani is the one who brings in the actual story element of what's going on in this yeah. season, so it's it's not really him. So I, I feel like we'll talk about him lesser than other people as the season goes on mm-hmm. but uh yeah we after like we get some action in the beginning and then we get like 45 minutes and then we get some action at the end so uh <laughs> he kills uh he kills the three guys who for reasons we'll get into later are killing trying to kill donnie mm-hmm. uh, two guys with a sledgehammer and one guy with a gun <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, um, that guy pulled a gun first, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes and kills the Nucci's, which I guess, like, saves Donnie's grandma. So that's not, and Donnie. But mm-hmm. he was going to go on the run anyway. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, so, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm really curious if that was one of those, did he do it to save Donnie, or did he do it because he was like, well, I guess... I can kill a few more mobsters. I might as well. I'm here. I think he did to save Donnie because, like, like I said, he has three friends. And after the sandwich mur- was murdered, so <laughs> <laughs> he has to. Um, and he gave him a new, better sandwich. <laughs> so this <laughs> guy's true. like a brother to him. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, that, that's fair. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then he um. He kills uh, the Nucci's people, and then um, he's watched by a creeper, who I'll talk about in the next episode. 
<laughs> who says welcome back yeah. frank which actually is the name of the storyline this episode is based off of oh okay yeah <laughs> Ooh. um i mean i don't have much to say else about frank no. in this episode like it was it was just the introduction of where he is now um yep. and oh he's got a nice and, big bushy beard yep. <laughs> that he didn't have previously exactly. <laughs> yeah and then it's uh it's just setting up what he's going to be doing through the season so mm-hmm. that's it all right. Uh, take a quick ad break, and then we'll yeah. talk about uh, vi- villains, I guess. Villains? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. Hey, Tony. Let's say that theoretically, you wanted to demolish a wall. How would you do it? You specifically, Tony. How would you do it? I would hire a guy to hit the wall a bunch of times with a sledgehammer. Exactly. You would take the hammer closest to you and just attack the wall, which is most likely like one of those single one-handed hammers. Uh, And you should be using a sledgehammer for that at a minimum. Or you can use the D-Wallifier 8000, a new revolutionary device from people who don't hate walls but love windows. The D-Wallifier 8000 is a very simple tool to use. So simple, maybe even I can use it. Just take it out of the box, charge its battery, connect it to your phone over Bluetooth, phones only, no tablets, let it track your phone usage, follow the 8 to 16 pages of instructions in the app, point the D-Wallifier 8000 at the correct wall, the correct wall, Link the app to Spotify and press the big red button. And as soon as your randomly selected Spotify song is done playing, your wall will be a pile of rocks. Which is weird when you have a wall not made of concrete, but hey, free rocks. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get a free sledgehammer. It'll come in handy when your Bluetooth connection isn't working well. <laughs> uh, the closest hammer to me is a uh, Mjolnir hammer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a decorative hammer. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I, I guess yep yeah, same same for me it's the <laughs> mule near toolbox that's... oh but that actually has a hammer in it that's true the handle <laughs> is a real hammer so yes i i actually have two mule nears one is decorative near me and in my garage uh at least got me that same toolbox <laughs> <laughs> anyway our villains mm-hmm. i ask you to what end dread it Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Any time, boys. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra! I've got Donnie's quote-unquote friends in this section. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, what have you got for them? Because I don't know. I feel like we've mostly talked about them. Um, they're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they're they're plot device villains, right? Yes. Like they're just they're around for the one episode, just kind of set up some things. And mm-hmm. yes, they are idiots. They yeah. use him. They use Donnie to, to use buy Donnie. them drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for drinks. But my thing is, they're going to hit a high stakes mafia mafia poker game. Okay, stupid. They mm-hmm. talk about it out loud at work. 
And, yeah, they're just jerks, so it's like, how dare you sit at a wall when we're just spouting our plans everywhere. <laughs> but, come on. Yeah, I mean, what happened to them was eventually going to happen anyway. I mean, not specifically that way, you know, with the guy with the sledgehammer. Um, or maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because, um, uh, yeah, I mean, you if, if you're going to talk about your illegal actions, then... Um, at least look around first. Don't look after you talk about it. Um, and I guess I, I don't know how loud a construction site is uh, during lunchtime. I imagine it's still pretty loud. So they must have been talking really loud for uh, Frank Castle to hear them when he was, I don't know, eight feet away on the other side of a wall. Yeah. So. He might not even have heard it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we know he did because yeah. they, they really seem to imply that on, on the show. But yeah, but yeah, it's very possible that he wouldn't have heard. I know I would not have if I was in that same situation because my hearing is crap. That's true. So is mine. Um, what was that? Yeah, exactly. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, their friend gets injured on site. Uh huh. So they take this one guy. I don't think they believe they can trust Donnie. They think he's an F up. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. They have no <laughs> other friends? <laughs> Apparently not. I guess they're a very tight knit group. Um they work together and hang out together and that's it. And then Donnie the new guy is just around. Or you know what? Maybe he's family. Maybe maybe like he knows someone in that group. Maybe that's mm-hmm. what happened. He's like a cousin. I I'm just, find that very doubtful. Can't say. I'm just trying to think of a reason why they would hang out with him. Because I mean, they, they everyone, already were, right? No, everyone else knows they're a holes. Oh, so no one else wants to hang out with them. Oh, all right, that that works. I'll take it. <laughs> Except for Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> well, he knows now. Yeah. And then, yeah. um, well, we'll talk about what happens to Donnie. But they try to murderize him, and then they get murderized. Well, actually, I don't think what happens to them is... It's like, if you're defending someone else, that's not self-defense, but what is that? Like, legally. I... Oh, I I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure there's a term for it. Yeah. Um, it might actually be called self-defense. Okay. Donnie defense. Maybe. Like, that might be the legal term, but with a different definition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. But yeah, so they get murderized. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyone else for our villains? <laughs> uh, no. No, we haven't really... We, like, they were the closest thing to villains that we saw. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yep. All, All right. right. Uh, moving on to the guys in the chair. Guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people. With abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Well, let's talk about Curtis now, just because we're talking about his friends. Curtis or Donnie? Sorry, Donnie. Uh, Curtis was the one person I had written down for Guy in the Chair. That's why. (laughs) But Donnie, that's who I met. Uh, We kind of talked about my first note, which he's... It is so sad how desperate for friends he is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean... He wants to hang with the bullies and he gets taken advantage of. And then he wants to hang with Pete, who is it? 
he's just as unfriendly as the bullies. He's just not as actively uh, abrasive. He's just like neutrally abrasive. Yeah, he's not being directly mean. Yeah, to to anyone. Uh, he's just. He wants but to be he's... by himself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And he's very clear about that too. To be fair, right? Like when when Donnie goes up there and he's like, "Oh, what are you doing up here?" Like no one else comes up here. Take the hint. <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, the man brings his wallet to a <laughs> rob some people. Uh, what the hell? So okay, I yes, that's that's a that's a big problem right there. Um. I mean, he probably should have at least left it in the car. Yeah, that was my uh, thought, actually. <laughs> I, I mean, he had some decent logic around, you know, afterwards when he was defending why he brought the, the wallet. He's like, oh, yeah, if the, the cops catch us or whatever when we're walking, we could just say, oh, no, we're, we're just out. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. nothing illegal, I swear. Um, so that actually kind of made sense. Um, how did he drop it? Was it like in his... Like jacket pocket, it, w- it definitely wasn't in his back pocket. Was he wearing skinny jeans? <laughs> I I doubt it. Um, <laughs> was it maybe it was in the bag? And oh, it fell out when when the money fell out. I think it was in his jacket pocket. I mean, logically, hmm. <laughs> I think okay. that's the most that, logical that place sense. it would that it would fall out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then, um, apparently, to be uh, in the mafia, you have to have really, really good eyesight. Because I know <laughs> if there was a wallet on the floor, I couldn't pick out the name from that. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially if it was upside down. Yeah. <laughs> Even with my glasses on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these guys are in their, what, 60s, at least? Yeah, at Late least. Late 50s? Yeah. But they use Late 50s, the... maybe at least early 60s. They use their crime money to get LASIK. So, that's good to know. Oh, okay. Alright. Yeah. And then they try to murderize Donnie. I just think, because I've seen this in a few different things, going into cement, and then coming out, and this presumably it dries on you, it's gotta be terrible for your skin. <laughs> yeah. Like, my, my assumption was that he just ran over to some construction hose and, and sprayed himself off. Like yeah. He has to have done it there. Yeah, I mean... And then all his clothes are ruined. Yeah. His wallet, all effed up. <laughs> but he's got a big bag of money now. That's true. And it's not like he's going to use that wallet ever again. So. Yeah, that's true. That's something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I have for Donnie. Um, he gets a note from uh, the Punisher to leave town. And I assume he does, or he's dead. Yeah, I mean, technically... Like, he doesn't know, but no one else is going to uh, come after him, right? Because I mean, all those other mob people are gone. Yeah, unless, like, the mob, whoever the highest ranking mob boss guy is, like, call someone else he knows and just, like, hey, keep an eye out for this guy or kill his grandma or something. Yeah, that's true. We we don't know how many people they talk to. They yeah. do have phones. Yep. And computers. It's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, Want to move on to Curtis, since I know you have notes from. <laughs> uh, I just I just wrote his name down. 
Okay. Um, I, I don't have much. I mean, kind of everything we've already talked about for him is, is, is everything that I was going to say. Right. Um, you know, he gets the one scene. He's trying to help people. Yeah. Um. So Curtis knows that Frank about Frank's past. That Frank is Frank. He's not Pete. Mm-hmm. And yeah. The vendetta and all that stuff. Which means there are two people who know Frank's alive, right? It's spoiler right. for next week. But I'm mm-hmm. assuming people watch this all in one go or, or if they've watched this at all. Um, <laughs> why did he stay in New York? He has nothing keeping him there. I guess it's more of a Frank section question. But <laughs> the fact that Curtis knows made me think about it. You know, you're, you're right. I mean, I was kind of wondering that too a little bit, but... So I, I have two thoughts. Uh, the first mm-hmm. one is it it kind of, I mean, it's still his home, right? Like he is from New York. That's where he lived before mm-hmm. his family was killed. Uh, but also, and I forget if we saw any of that in this episode or, or next week's episode, Let's watch them together. Um, there, there've been a couple of times where he's out and about, and then he sees a place where he was with his family. And then he yeah. thinks about them. And maybe that's it. It's that connection to his family. And he just wants to have those memories. That's true. I mean, he does, no pun intended, I just realized I was going to say this, he does like to punish himself. (laughs) So he, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. if he wants to move on, he would move to Florida and fight John Travolta. But he doesn't. Mm -hmm. He wants to kind of wallow in his pain. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's like a season three, four thing, you know, when he would go fight John Travolta in Miami. Um, That's true. Not even the character John Travolta was playing, but John Travolta himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, specifically him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Frank Castle, not a fan of um, uh, Saturday Night Fever. Oh, very few of us. Or are. Hairspray. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Hairspray. I have seen Saturday Night Fever. I haven't seen either of them. <laughs> well. All I know is John Travolta plays a woman in that one. I think that's the... I think that's the movie where he plays a woman i'll take your word for it okay again anyway. i haven't seen either of these two movies maybe he played a woman in saturday night fever did he tony you said you've no. seen it he was he okay. was a disco dancer all right then it was definitely hairspray okay or grease it can only be one of those two yep those are the only two movies he's ever he's ever been in yep anyway um <laughs> i've got notes for one note for lewis alcott walcott lewis walcott um Kind of, uh, he was in Curtis's, uh, like, support group. Mm-hmm. Like, just someone, because I know he pops up later, to my memory. Uh, he's bitter about how vets are treated in America, which is, like, an important thing to talk about, because vets are mm-hmm. treated like crap here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's actually his character which makes this hard to watch for me, uh, because... Um, because of PTSD, we've I've lost someone in my family who uh, he was in the army and he committed suicide because he couldn't cope with the regular world um, mm-hmm. a couple years ago. So this is like, I'm not going to try to bring it up a lot, but it might come up uh, just like, this is why The Punisher is hard for me to uh, watch. Mm. But yeah, so yeah, uh, Lewis is definitely our window into that part of the real world in this. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, they uh, they don't get a lot of support 
at all. And no. uh, yeah, yeah. So definitely one of those characters. We'll be getting more of them too as the season goes on too. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we've got uh, Dina Madani. Uh, I mm-hmm. her, it's spelled like Dina because I think Dina Lance, <laughs> but it's Dina to say in the show. <laughs> um, D I N A H. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, she's a Homeland Security agent whose partner was an Afghan cop who was killed. Um, so she's on the trail of Frank and Schoonover and all the other people in that room. Mm-hmm. I mean, not really on the trail. Um, mm, yeah. She'll get there, probably. <laughs> well, she's like, but... she knows Frank and Schoonover were there, and then there were other people mm-hmm. in the room. So she's on the trail of that group. Um... Yeah, she's a big character. Was she the one you had in the hero section? Yeah, she's the one. Um, I I assume at some point we'll move her over. Um, yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert for the rest of the season. Yep. But uh, yeah. All right. Anything else for the guys in the chair? No, no, there really wasn't too much for the individual characters. But mm-hmm. yep. All right. Let's move on. Twelve percent of the plant. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself twelve percent credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, uh, I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 months older than you. Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Tony, do you have anything for the last 12%? I, I actually have a few things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, the opening titles, which I always talk about when we start a new show. Uh, so many guns. So many <laughs> guns. I actually mm. think it's really good to... Uh, it fits the tone of the show really well. Although we see in this that Frank can kill with more things than guns, like vans and sledgehammers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And concrete mixers. And well, concrete uh... mixers. No, I don't think he did mm. that. I think they were already dead when they went in there. Oh, okay, all right. They weren't just barely clinging to life. I mean, they might have been. Okay, and all concrete right, mixers. Right. Okay. Let's just add it just to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> In case anyone's auditing this. Yep. Um. Uh, and then this watching this for the first uh, time since it dropped makes me think uh, for the first time about the parallels between Clint Barton and Frank. Because Hawkeye's on everybody's mind, or it should be anyway. Uh, uh, they both lost their entire families and went on the killing sprees. The only difference is uh, Avengers gave Clint hope, where Frank doesn't have any. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I yeah. assume. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say I was gonna gonna try to think of uh, any other parallels between them, just out of curiosity. I guess we don't know how good bad uh, Frank is with a a bow and arrow. Or I'm with sure a sword. He, I'm sure he's mm-hmm. really good with it. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, I doubt he's good with a sword. I, I mean, he's like, he, he's a very brute force kind of guy. So. Yeah, swords, at least the katana that Clint used, he definitely is more of a finesse weapon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and I doubt we're going to get a lot of superhero landings in this show, right? Because <laughs> I don't think there are any superpowered people. Uh, so I'm going to start a new count. Our Punisher kill count. 
In this episode, the Punisher killed 14 people. <laughs> this will be oh. a running tally for all of season one of the Punisher. And if I remember, season two. Oh, okay. Hey, wasn't there a was there a website that had yes. kill count numbers? Yes, there is. I'm not going to look at that. Oh, okay. All right. So you're you're just gonna you're gonna verify their work. Yeah. Right. At the okay. end, I will check to see if my answer. I wonder if there's a superhero landing website. I'm not going to look it up because that ends like half my fun of this podcast. <laughs> well, then in that case, I will not look it up too. All right. Uh, did you have anything for twelve percent? Uh, no, I don't have anything. All right. Right now, um, how is it my job or your job to think of how we're ranking this episode? Oh, it is my job. Okay, um, I did not write that down. Normally, I do. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender, so we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, strongest Avenger. Oh, uh, what? All right, Tony. Uh, how many uh, kills do you rate this episode? I will rate this uh, three kills. Um, I, it was... We've already been introduced to Frank, and it was kind of a slow episode, but I think it was interesting with Madani stuff, at least. I agree. Uh, I'm going to go with the three also. Um, you know, one one of the things that I said to you off air is uh, I remember this show being very slow, which to be mm-hmm. fair, I, I remember all of the Netflix shows being slow. Uh, and then yeah. when I rewatch it, I'm like, OK, this this works. It's not that slow, um, but it's it still is kind of I mean, especially this is is just set up for everything, else, especially for Frank, because they have to mm-hmm. do something to bring him back into the fold. So there's a lot of that. Um, there's some cool action. Uh, but that's it. So, yep. Three also. All right, everybody. Join us next time when we cover The Punisher Season 1, Episode 2, Two Dead Men. And remember to follow us on Twitter and give us that five-star rating. As always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for The Punisher Season 1, Episode 1, 3 a.m. Signing off. Have a marvelous day. Right. Death. Right. Hell. No. Lose.